Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Hey, you, get in here. We need to start the show. <laughs> and we have a great show for you this week. If you check us out for the first time, we're coming back again. We are grateful you are here. My guest in the ADD interview, he won Last Comic Standing. His new special is called Broccoli that you can get on iTunes and Prime Video. And he's currently competing on America's Got Talent. It's my pal, Josh Blue. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, Go to my website, click the link, and join us. And our super fan shout-out is for Eric Whitman. Say hi to Eric, everybody. Hello, Eric. What do you say, Eric? What's happening, Eric? Eric, those are the voices of the people I love. My beautiful wife, Alex. Hello there. My pal and pod producer, Marcus Stern. How are you, my friend? And from a port that has internet... It is Phil Tag. How are you, pal? You are accurate. I am in Seattle today. He's in Seattle today. All right. Yes. Um, okay. Well, listen, now that we're all here, I want to begin today's proceedings by asking you the Matrix question. Red Ooh. pill or blue pill? Are, are you uh, holding out your hand? Yeah. And just so we're all clear on the red pill definition, I've had our research department look this up. Honey? Can you go? We don't have a budget on this show. All right. So I looked it up. Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. The term red pill and blue pill refer to a choice being between the willingness to learn a potentially unsettling or life-changing truth mm-hmm. by taking the red pill or remaining in contented ignorance with the blue pill. The no. term refer to a scene in the 1990 film, The Matrix. Okay, good. Okay, so if you guys could take a pill where you could see an ultimate truth or just remain as you think reality is, what would it be? I will tell you right now. Uh, whatever me and you do, honey, has to be a decision. 
because we have to do this together. Yes. But <laughs> like one can't be in reality. Yeah, we, we the can't. Other. <laughs> Although I do want you to take the red pill so you can finally see the truth and realize how friggin' lucky you are to have me. Because. <laughs> Well, you're lucky because I'm a red pill kind of gal. Yeah. So whatever we do, we got to do together because I can't risk being in a different reality with you. Mm. If contented ignorance is I'm with you, we're riding this out. Okay. Are you ignorant if you do not choose to take the red pill or see the truth? Well, no. It's just I, I, I think it's, it's, the, it's the reality that you're comfortable with. It's like Plato's cave theory. Plato's cave theory is if you're in a cave and reality is what's projected on the wall, but then you realize, holy shit, I'm in a cave. And then you go out and you're in the sunshine like, oh, my God, look at this world. You know what most people right. would do? What? Run back into the cave. Yes. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's too scary. They knew when they were comfortable. Yeah. And it, they don't, you, they don't oh, yeah. want to stand the anxiety of change, of letting your eyes adjust to the light and the new reality. Here's to be honest with you. At this point in my life, I'm riding this out. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're in the cave? I'm in the cave. Well, this is it. Make the cave nice. Here's where we are. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm in the cave. I'm look like, look at the beautiful girl I got in the cave. Come on in. No, you, I'm not coming out. Come on in. We got cable. We got food. What are we doing in a freaking cave? Wait, that's where Plato put that's, us. That's all Plus, I want to know. Life is outside. Nah. So I'm, I'm not leaving the cave. You want to come in? Great. But we're not leaving the cave. It's nice. The dog is here. It's great. So my choice, I'm taking a blue pill. Things are staying the way they are. Mark, you're taking a red pill or the blue pill? I, I, I want to take the blue pill. Because I just want to watch, I want to watch my cable TV shows yeah. and I just want to have my beer and watch my game and this is my life. But I know my brain. I got to take the red pill, man. Okay. I got to know, I got to know the truth behind everything. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We got red, yes. red pill for Mark. Honey? How long do these pills last? I think forever. That's <laughs> yeah, it all time. I don't think it's like a time release truth. <laughs> you know, for 12 hours, you could see what it is and then you're back in the cave. Because, okay, I would take the red pill because I just Shit, have to I, deal with that. Now I got to take the red pill. I got to yeah. take the red pill. Here's what scares me about the red pill is now I get the truth all at once. Like, I meditate a little bit just to get away from me. <laughs> right. I, just to give me a break from me. You know, you think you guys got it tough. You get to leave once in a while. I friggin' live here. <laughs> so I think I'm slowly getting to what is not what I think it is. But I think if you take the red pill, it, it's all at once. It's like sudden truth. So, but if my wife takes it, now I got to take it. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a good journey because what else is the point? You don't want to be in La La Land. You want to know the truth. You want to ah, make this count. You know what? If I had enough money to live in La La Land comfortably, let's stay here. Well, sorry, Adam. We're taking the red pill. Shit. Get used to it. All right. Well, are we bringing Phil? Let's ask him. Philip, red pill, blue pill. Uh, I like the idea of waking up every day and whatever I believe is reality. I'm going to do that. Okay. So Phil's. I'm taking, I'm I'm taking the blue pill. Blue pill. Okay. So Phil's like my mother. She doesn't want to know. <laughs> my world is no, six just, blocks just, long. Got... This is what it is. Shut up. Yeah. Don't tell me. Okay. Go ahead. I just, that... I just have the belief that whatever you think and your thoughts are things, you can create your own reality. I'm a believer of that. To me, that's the. But you don't need a blue pill for that. But I'll take the blue pill if it helps. Okay. So basically, the life you led is you're perfectly happy with what you have right now because you created it. Yes, I'm living in the moment, baby. I have a question. Phil needs a lot more than a red and a blue pill. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I have a question. Yeah. So, if Phil believes he wakes up and he believes he's like a captain of a ship, does yeah. that make him a captain Shh, of a ship? Don't look. Do me a favor. Don't, don't get it. Do me a favor. Don't excite him. Okay. Just, just <laughs> nod and hum. <laughs> just leave him alone. Just, 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 just go. Sure, Phil. <laughs> Give him some juice. Oh my goodness! And say yes to whatever he says. And and you only have to take it once. We don't have to keep feeding. No, it. that's it. You okay. just take it once. All right. All right. So so Phil, 
We'll miss you. <gasps> okay. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'm sorry, you were drinking when I... <laughs> I like to get a coffee and now it came oh out of my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's on an island now. No, he's not on an island. <laughs> yeah. The island Phil's, of Seattle. Phil's not on an island. Phil's in his own private Idaho. <laughs> yeah. He's at, that's all like a little blue pill. There's a little picket fence around his head. Yeah, that's where he is. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, as, soon, as soon as we get done with this podcast, Phil opens the door and just yells over the loudspeaker, I'm the captain now. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Well, uh, the reason I asked you guys that question is because uh, uh, in this interview with Josh Blue, um, I asked him that question, red pill or blue pill. His uh, answer was very interesting, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. A blue-pilled person lives in an illusion. The Matrix movie shows us that most people that are plugged into the Matrix aren't ready for the truth. I'm the captain now. <laughs> You're listening to the Adam Ferrara podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. I'm up to here with this crap. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well... Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My guest this week is a very funny man. Uh, he was the winner of Last Comic Standing. His latest special is called Broccoli, and you can, you can get it on iTunes or Prime Video. He's currently competing on America's Got Talent. He was a member of the U.S. Paralympic soccer team. He's a sculptor. He's a painter, and he coined the term palsy punch. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen him, and I'm grateful he's made some time for us today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, Josh Blue. How are you, baby? Hey, what's up, Adam? been too long my friend it has good to see you. I, I, I know i met you in denver we just don't know how long it was at the comedy works i think right yeah so it must have been at least 16 years ago because mm. uh, it was before last comic standing and uh you came through quite often but uh i think the first time i got to see you was one of the servers uh named heather was like hey adam you gotta see this kid and you were kind enough to let me on and uh we've been friends ever since yeah pretty cool man yeah it was really fun i saw when you took the stage i was like i still i you had a joke that i just love you're like uh i'm a shit magnet 
<laughs> that was yeah, the joke man. that made me laugh. Dude, I can't help it. I go outside and just shit comes flying. <laughs> All directions. All directions. <laughs> yeah, but the life you've led, my friend. I mean, I, I, I know you're doing America's Got Talent now. And I, I know that uh, we spoke before. I can't ask you a lot about it because they're kind of secretive. But yeah. Is, is there a way that you can you can take me through the process when you decide you want to do it? What you have to go through? Could you? Uh, is that possible? Sure. They, I mean, they uh, they co- contacted me just mm-hmm. asking if I wanted to try out, and then uh, you know, like how television works, Adam, mm-hmm. just a lot of hurry up and wait, and you don't know shit that's going on. And right. so they're like, where were you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so then, you know, just uh, just a lot of in the dark. So I don't even know if I'm still on the show. Who knows? <laughs> well, I know you are because I, 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 I saw the first set you did. It was great. You had a, you got uh, Sophia Varga. You got her right off the bat. She was covering her mouth and stuff because I watched it. And I was like, yeah, man. Yeah. And any comic knows once you get that first laugh, boom, you're in. You know, and you yeah, just you just so good. And, you know, I don't often come off stage and go, Wow, that was fun. That was great. Uh, most of the time, you're like, "Oh, I could have done better." But this one, I felt like, "Yeah, that felt good." Yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, it, it's not only doing the stand up and 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 doing stuff like uh, you know, America's Got Talent and uh, and Last Comic Standing, but you also did the the uh, Param uh, Olympic team. That's something. Yeah, man. How the hell did they call you to try out for that too? How did that come about? Man, that's the craziest story. So. You know, I've kicked soccer balls my whole life. I just love playing the game. But mm-hmm. and because of the palsy, I never was on a team, you know. Like, there wasn't no team for palsy kids. And, you know, I could have maybe tried the Special Olympics. But, man, I would have whooped some ass. So. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I went to this summer camp, and this girl with palsy saw me kicking the soccer ball she's like you know there's a team for you right i'm like no i don't don't know that it was right out of college like and uh she gave me a email of the coach like Mm -hmm. on a tiny little gum wrapper and i i carried that around in my pocket for like seven months just afraid to email him you know like yeah how do you just say i want to play on the national team you know with no real team experience but uh, then things started popping off in Denver as far as doing the stand-up stuff. Like uh, I found Comedy Works and I, I got enough courage because of the success in comedy to email the coach. And I remember I wrote, hi, I'm Josh Blue. I'm 23 years old and I have cerebral palsy and I'm a damn good soccer player. <laughs> and that's all I wrote. Like, And then the coach wrote back like two days later, nice to meet you, Josh Blue. We're always looking for damn good soccer players. <laughs> and uh, they flew me out two weeks later to a tryout. And I was, I've was i been the first sub uh, ever since. Like, they'd start me every once in a while, but I was more the guy to come in at the end of the game and get spirits up. The way I say it, I play soccer with my elbows. <laughs> you know, I'm, ugh, I'm coming through. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's what it's like. I mean, I don't I don't know what what you call it, but when you do one thing and you get a little bit of confidence, like it, it took you seven months to send that email. I'm I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, I got a shit list. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
it's it, do you, let me ask you this do you think it's a self-worth thing do you think it's oh that i did this now i can do that is is it is it external permission we look for yeah i feel like there's gotta be part of it where but also like for a while you know having terrible palsy uh, i'd like man i do more than most people do in a healthy body <laughs> you know like so and part of me just enjoys showing up you able-bodied fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a great joke in your act about being on on the Paralympic team. You're like, you're like, you know, oh, we're the second highest next to the regular Olympics. You know, oh, it's real easy to run on two legs. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but punk bitches to us. Yes, that's a great joke. Also, being on that soccer team helped my comedy career so much. Just in the fact that. Being around other dudes with cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. we just got so comfortable with it that, like, I was able to bring it to stage and say it in a way that, like, I mean, you're not going to say anything about me that I haven't said something eight times worse already, you know? So, kind of took the power away from everybody else and put it in my court. Yeah. And you do, you, you turn into great comedy. I got a bit here right now. I want to play yours. It makes me laugh. I love being on that team. It was an amazing experience traveling the world. Oh. Again, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, me and my teammates didn't have to get uh, worry about getting tested for any performance-enhancing drug. <laughs> we did not represent the country well. I was... <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I was just not good. We didn't do good at all. We lost to Russia 11 to 1. And the one was uh, they scored on themselves. They just got tired of shooting on our goalie. Take some real shots. Some of those players, though, were so good. Like the Russian team... I'm just on the field looking at him like, okay, well, there's nothing even wrong with that guy right there. <laughs> I call BS number five, man. That's hysterical. That's hysterical. You guys that's got called ki- like shit that's real, man. You know, we really lose that bad. Like, <laughs> I know. I was. I was. I was reading an article. You said that like Brazil and those guys, they all live together, and it, they they did two a day workouts. And you were like, "Yeah, we didn't do that." Yeah, we didn't even come close to that. <laughs> what did Dude, you do? Uh, I just brought the soccer ball on tour with me and kicked around in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it, bro. Now, man, uh, I'll tell you when I realized we were not going to win the Paralympics. So I was in the 04 Paralympics in Athens, Greece, mm-hmm. and uh, we had uh, Russia lost to Ukraine in a bloodbath of a game. Right. And uh, the, after the game, the Russian coach led his players into the cafeteria. He loaded his tray with a mound of food and didn't let any player eat, and he just had them sit there and watch him eat. Oh my like, God! All right, they're, they're a little more dedicated than I. Am. <laughs> I, I just lost eleven and one. I'm eating a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
Right. What was Athens yeah, like? Was it must it must have been, you went to a bunch of different places around the world? Yeah, I've been to eight countries playing soccer, man. It's pretty cool. Athens is interesting, you know, being in the in the Paralympics. It's just like, again, you're like, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. Look, looking around the opening ceremony, it's just an amazing experience. And then, you know, what was really cool, too, is that uh, I love going to the cafeteria because there'd be like 2,000 disabled people trying to get lunch. <laughs> A lot of, lot of wet cleanups. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys traveled together. And this is, one, one, you did a bit about this and I wanted to ask you about it. I'll play it a bit and then I'll, I'll ask you the question I have uh, on the other side. One thing I, I don't miss I about it. being on the team is uh, our coach used to make us all dress alike. You know, represent your country, which is great. That's awesome. I love representing our wonderful, beautiful country. But... You know, we're a bunch of crippled dudes trying not to stick out as it is, you know? <laughs> Got us all wearing the same goofy tracksuit. <laughs> we got people walking by us like, oh, that's nice. They took them to the mall. <laughs> oh, I love I love that joke. I love that joke. I, and, and this is the question I wanted to ask you. It's like, you know, you just want to fit in. As a kid, you just want to fit in, you know? And then right. when we become stand-ups, uh, I think comedy's our way of fitting in, but then there's a pull to stand out. Does that make sense? Right. Right. I know. Uh, I don't fit in nowhere. I'm telling you, you, put me in a tuxedo. You're like, look at that homeless guy. I got a tuxedo. <laughs> well, no, you. I'm telling you, I mean, yeah, I guess I realized that I was not going to fit in at a young age mm -hmm. in the normal way that most people can fit. Right. But I, but I learned to fill the space that I was given and and exceed that even, you know? Yeah. I just have a lust lust for life, baby. I love doing shit. Yeah, that's 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 one of the things uh, I admire about you. And that term you just used was really cool, to fill the space I was given. That's really yeah. cool. That's, that's, a, that's a way of looking at life that, I'll be honest with you, Josh, I don't have. <laughs> we got to hang out more. I'll, I'll, I'll get you on the right track. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just doing the, the doing the, uh, the the joy in life is enjoying what you have, and you yeah. have you have so many you know gifts as far as comedy, uh, as far as your your attitude towards life and giving back to others. I know uh, in your position, um, a lot of people you know look up to you. I kind of became the poster child for disability after last comic standing, and you know it took a while for me to like. <laughs> be okay with that because i just want to be a funny comic i don't want to be the inspirational comic right but um yeah i mean every day i get messages from people that just you know you gave me the courage to do what i wanted to do my whole life or something like that and i'm like delete <laughs> i can't take that in <laughs> I, can't be shit, bro. I don't know how to handle that yeah what do you there's a lot of weight on the pothead shoulders. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I had uh, I had Brad Williams on 
and he had the same. Then, he, he had the same uh, same experience when little people were looking up to Brad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. Well, it's not what we sign up for, but it's it's part of. I, I think if we do our jobs correctly and we reach other people, and it comes through us to touch other people, it comes with it comes with the territory. If you're asking for people's attention and you want to put out a positive message, as as you do, I I, I and I do, you know, there's there's a responsibility that comes with that. Does that make any sense? There to you? is, yeah, there's definitely a responsibility. You know, it's uh, interesting. I've been thinking a lot about this. Like, you know, when I one last comic standing, I, I did that for me. You yeah. know, uh, I did that shit for me, but. I feel like this chance on AGT, like I want to do this for my community, for my disabled people, like because we're such an unrecognized minority group and we just like don't get much respect in in the world. And, you know, I just want to give uh, that whole community a voice. Mm. Sounds cheesy and I hate saying that shit, but it's. Yeah, but it's true. It, it's, it like... it's true. I mean, even even and you you had a joke about. It. I don't have the joke here, but I I uh, I, I was uh, listening to it and it made me laugh that you feel an obligation to be disabled sometimes. You're like, well, I have to use the oh, ramp. Yeah. They built it for me. Yeah, yeah. It has the handicap sign, which I, you use for me, so that's me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid, but <laughs> you know, I think. Yeah, they, they, they res- it takes some time to fill fill the shoes of the responsibility level that you're given without knowing that you're getting into that role. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's and yeah. there's and there's um, like you said, there's there's a dual life you're you're leading. You know, yeah. I'm, I mean, there really is a dual life, bro. And like my girlfriend always says it. She's like, I've never seen anybody that has such a dual thing going like because i mean i'll be walking down the street and people will stop and like can i have your autograph mm-hmm. and then like two steps they're like get away from me you drunk ass <laughs> like, hey, just, listen, just walk in here yeah. <laughs> what am i gonna get when i go out of the house right yeah so that's what i'm saying just random shit man <laughs> all day all day let me ask you this being being in being comic as long as we have yeah you said you want to do AGT uh, America's Got Talent for for your people yeah is that what inspires you is to see the faces of others when you give back uh you know what i mean i don't know i i'm i'm a laugh junkie so yeah me too well i'm well i'm doing that for them i'll be also having a fucking right yeah yeah oh yeah you know so I'm in it for the fun. I'm in it for the longevity of what I'm doing. So uh, the impact it has when it happens, but then it'll be replayed forever. I want that to be on YouTube. You know, they post all that shit on YouTube. So then it like, if that message can keep going out around the world, it can only make it better. Yeah. I see. See, I get, when I get, I get laughs and I'm, I'm fed emotionally I'm fed you know, like a comic is fed once we get that hit of endorphin you know because we did it when we're on stage we get that but then there's there's a it goes away quick and the, I think the longer lasting effects are the effect the ripple effects that it has on other people and now I'm at a point where I'm, I'm noticing those ripple effects yeah I'm noticing those ripple effects and uh and yeah. I'm take I'm, I, I get a second hit if that makes any sense yeah baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> how did 
did I know you would understand that, Blue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's totally uh, an amazing world as far as social media goes, you mm. know, because like you said, it just keeps going around and going around and uh, the new thing opens up and features you on it, you know, you're like, oh, cool, you know? Yeah. Just keeps growing. Well, did, did you always say, now, let me ask you this. Were you always this positive? Uh, with the, there had to be some dark times. Man, I've always been a pretty cheerful dude and easygoing. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to, like, I used to be a real worrywart about bullshit. Like, oh, I forgot my lunchbox. Uh, I forgot my lunchbox. You're like, you're fucking 12. You bring a bag tomorrow, bro. Like, you Worrying about shit. And I think what that was is that the world when you're a kid is like so small. Mm-hmm. You only have that to worry about. Whereas the more you learn, you're like, oh, shit, I got to worry about these crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's uh, one of those things where I, I feel like, oh, and then I smoked some weed at some point. And then I was like, everything's fine. I think that's when I met you. That's I didn't meet you during the lunchbox yeah. phase. I met I met you during the uh, you want you want to burn one phase. Yeah, well, I'm still uh, available if you want to burn. One phase. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, uh, tell me about the uh, the new special broccoli. People can see it on iTunes and also Prime Video. Where did you uh, Where'd you record it? I actually performed it at Comedy Works downtown. Mm-hmm. So. That's, that's a great uh, club. The Comedy Works in Denver. That's the Larimer Square Club? Yeah. That is a great club. Okay, so I'm on stage uh, when the Avalanche, uh, I think, three-peated. Oh, my God. They won the Stanley Cup. So, you Holy know, you're between shit. shows, right? Larimer Square yeah. is this little square down there in Denver. And the streets are full. Josh, they're packed as cops on oh, horseback. No. They're dispersing people with tear gas, right? And the yeah. Comedy Works is downstairs, and there's, not, there's, there's no windows of ventilation. I'm on stage. Yeah. I'm killing Josh, I'm killing. People are falling over. I see tears coming out of people's eyes. It was one of those moments where I thought to myself, I have to use this power for good. Turns yeah. out the tear gas was leaking down into the into Shut the club. Up. Yes. And they had to evacuate. That's they had to evacuate the club. Crazy. Yeah. I actually I signed a couple of the canisters. It was the tear gas show. That's awesome. <laughs> I think that happened to Chris Rock too, uh, one of those times. Yeah. And he was like, I'm never coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I mean, kidding? Was, I'm like, I'm called back anytime Wendy will have me, man. That's a great club. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. So that's where I filmed Broccoli. Uh, just cool to do it at my home club. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, just my fourth hour special. Mm-hmm. So and I have a CD. Uh, so I just like, I love writing. I'm always writing, not just for the uh, crowd but for me like i don't know about you but after about eight times of saying the same thing i'm like fuck what's next yeah <laughs> yeah what else do i want to say i think you, you know what it is for me also josh is i can i can examine what i'm really feeling if i have to put it into a joke oh wow you know that's deep man well it's it's, it's deep because you know the audience is our is our is our lie detector so it acts like a chisel. It chips away everything that, that's not true. And like, oh, okay. I guess oh, that's wow. coming off a little angry. Oh, uh, yeah. I never thought of it that way. Do you do you write your stuff out? Or how, what, uh, 
well, I, usually I'll work it out on stage, but I'll write the idea in a notebook. So I'll have the idea to go on stage and I'll put yeah. it in, I'll put it in a hammock. Like I'll be, I'll get a big laugh and I know I'm going to go from this bit to that bit. I'll put this in the middle and see if I can write a connecting piece to open up that door or I'll just start working the crowd. And sometimes I'll ask the audience the question that I have while I'm riffing. And they tell you. Yeah. And they, they, they kind of help direct the bit as well. That's cool. Yeah. I often go in the audience and pull out yeah. gems that you're like, Oh, I can use this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I didn't know this was here waiting for me, but yeah, you, right. you had one of the best, uh, I have one of the best opening lines uh, of anybody I've ever seen. And I pulled it cause I wanted to play it for you and ask you a question. Here it is. I would like to mention I have cerebral palsy. Uh, I like to get that out of the way early in the show. Uh, <laughs> I do talk about it a little bit. You know, there's a few reasons I talk about it. Number one is I've come to find if I don't mention it, after a little while, the audience is like, does he know? <laughs> That he has that. <laughs> Another big reason is everything I talk about comes from the perspective of a disabled person. Right? I mean, this is all that I've ever known. Yeah. And that's the question I want to ask you. All right. Red pill, blue pill, Matrix. Both. Okay, now tell me how this is going to work. Go ahead. Well, I don't know. Just... I just see pills and I take them. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Jim Morris of you, Josh. <laughs> yeah, let's see, what let's see what happens. Yeah, if you could know a truth or you could live in the truth that you think is uh, is the truth, uh, I think that que I think that answer depends on when you're asking. Like if you if you just get off the phone with the doctor and the doctor says, "Well, we're going to have to run some tests," maybe I'll consider it a red pill. Yeah, I don't know, man. I. I'd almost rather just not know. Okay, so that's a blue pill. Yeah, just let the bus hit me when it's supposed to. You know? <laughs> yeah. Plus, it's also, it, it, I mean, I, I don't know for you, when you said you come from the perspective of a disabled person, I, I, you come from Josh Blue's perspective. I, I, think if, I think if we label shit, you know, that's when we, right. if, if, if we, if we put, it puts a value judgment on stuff, and you, you kind of have to think like that. Right. I mean... There's only one unique uh, viewpoint like this, you know? Yeah. But for the sake of the audience, you know, you got to educate them on disability, mm -hmm. too, you know? I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, it does. You're, you're, bringing, I, you're bringing an experience to them through humor. I got some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do it very well, brother, and it's been too long since I've seen you. I hope we our paths cross soon and we do get to burn one and laugh. Well, let's make it happen, man. You got it. Uh, you can see Josh on America's Got Talent. His new special is called Broccoli. It's on iTunes and Prime Video. He's a very funny man, uh, and he's carrying a flag for a lot of people, and I'm proud to call you my friend, brother. You be well and best to you and the family. All right. Peace, Adam. The ADD interview is brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. Now, let's say you inadvertently became an example to other people. Every day I get messages from people. You gave me the courage to do what I wanted to do my whole life. And I'm like, delete.
It's a lot of pressure, and it may cause you a little anxiety. So why don't you do what I do? Take one of the gummies they have at cruiseintowellness.com. They also have great edibles, tinctures, paint creams, bath products, pet products. You know you get 20% off with the coupon code, Adam. How long have we been doing this? Cruiseintowellness.com. Go. Feel better. This is Josh Blue, and let me tell you, that is 30 minutes. I'm never going to fucking get back. <laughs> How cool is Josh Blue? Oh my gosh, I love his type of comedy where he takes you on a tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. In, into that world, and just one of the positive, upbeat dude. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'd be bitching and moaning the whole way if I had his. <laughs> I don't have CP and listen to me. Yeah, he's an, no. he yeah. makes fun of the situation because yeah. he can see the funny. That bit where he comes out and he says to the audience. I wonder if you guys ask yourself, does he know? Yeah, that was brilliant. I mean, yeah, just just yeah. calling the situation for what it is and just making fun with it. That's the best attitude in the world. Yeah, and, ju- and just putting everybody at ease because you know, as soon as you as you hear his voice, you're like, oh, I'm nervous. What 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 does this say about me? You know, he takes yes. that pressure off of you. Yeah, I did a week with him in Syracuse. We had like five days together, and he was just the greatest guy in the world. And when I first heard that line, I was oh, I was like, I was floored as a comic. <laughs> yeah. a great line, you know <laughs> what I mean? And he was just the coolest guy. Yeah, when when he said, "Adam, you should hang out with me more. Mm-hmm. I I'll give you some optimism." Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Screw Adam. I want to hang out with him. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's good. He's a lot of fun. So my wife will step over me to get to the red pill. (laughs) And the reason I asked him the red pill, blue pill question was because he he said, you know, my my comedy is the perspective of a disabled person. That's the line he said. Mm -hmm. And I asked him if he would change his perspective, and he wouldn't. And uh, I just thought that was great. So he's taking both the red pill and the blue pill. <laughs> well, he, he seemed to just want to take any pill. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I asked Josh the red pill, blue pill question. That's why I wanted mm-hmm. to ask us the red pill, blue pill question. Mm-hmm. He, he's like Phil. Phil won't take the red pill, but Phil will take the big pill. The big pill? Yeah. What? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in New- you forgot? We're in New York. Phil's got a headache. We're in my, my apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're watching a game or something. It was a late game. And uh, and Phil's got a headache, so he gets up and he gets up. He goes into the bathroom. He opens up the medicine cabinet. He opens up a Tylenol bottle, and he, he takes two Tylenol. He comes back. He sits down. About five minutes over, I look over him. I go, "How you feeling?" He goes, "I feel great." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And oh, I'm man, lo- I remember that. Yeah. And I'm looking at him. I go, "Really? You got a big smile on your face. What what happened? Did did you bet the Giants? What is he?" <laughs> He's got this, he goes, I feel great. He goes, I took two Tylenol in your bathroom. I went, hold it, hold it. I got up. I came back and I opened up the Tylenol bottle. I go, Phil, which ones did you take? He goes, the two big ones. <laughs> I, I, okay. They weren't, ty- Mark, they weren't Tylenol. They were Vicodin. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Two Vicodin. Yeah. I guess, I guess you thought the big ones were extra strength. I didn't know <laughs> Why he just no, t- Adam? Like any normal human being, I took two Tylenol from a Tylenol bottle. <laughs> Who puts Viking in a friggin' Tylenol bottle? Adam, Me. Adam. What? What reason? I I knew they were there. I live. I, it's my apartment. I, I knew they were there. I do have a defense for you, Adam. Go ahead. Who goes in someone else's medicine cabinet and starts taking pills? Phil right, does. Me. Random- <laughs> so now he's got two Vicodin in him and he's now he starts he's bouncing all around the apartment. 
<laughs> oh, it's a whole new world yeah. for Phil yeah. in my little oh, loft. Man. Right, so he he loves everything in the apartment now. Mm-hmm. He's just he's go. Where did you get that blender? I said, okay, <laughs> get up, put your shoes yeah. on. I got to air them out. Yeah, you got to walk it off. Yeah. yeah, so I go. Put your shoes on. He goes. I love my shoes. Great, put them on. <laughs> I love my shoes. <laughs> Happy feet, man. Yeah, I'm wearing these shoes for the rest of my life, man. <laughs> and we're walking through New York like did a dog. Work? We're going for a walk. Well, I, yeah. Oh, he he had the best walk of his life he was sure we go we walked down past uh past cooper union past my apartment and you're sta- what building were you staring at i don't know it was i loved it though whatever it was <laughs> yeah. i loved it it was the greatest building ever he's staring at the building he goes there's a face on that building <laughs> i love when i do that yeah yeah that's a fun game but i'm not usually not yep. on vicodin uh, he's uh-huh. on two vicodin he's staring at this building he's like whose face is on that building so i figured wow I might as well have a few laughs. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I go, oh, that? That's the Munson building. What? Yeah. The Munson building? The Munson building. Yeah. And that's what Phil, Phil goes, the Munson building? I say, yeah, Thurman Munson. He was a catcher. <laughs> Thurman a, Munson. The Yankee. Yeah, catcher from the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The catcher, catcher from the Yankees yeah. that died in a plane crash. I go, oh, his family's very big in New York real estate, so they named him. <laughs> He's making shit up. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> rubbed out. <laughs> He's like, really? I thought he was from the South. Nah, nah, nah. His yeah. mother's family. Right? Yeah. So, so his, yeah. his face is etched into it. He goes, we got to go see it. I said, okay, great. Come on. He goes, great. We're going to the Munson building. And I'm walking him. <laughs> he, I'm walking with him. He's like, you know, Mark, he needed a bag lunch and a permission slip. He was on a field trip. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, if I may interject, mm. Mark, the Vicodin and Alex, the Vicodin is now like forming the image of Thurman Munson in my mind. Yeah. He's staring at the building. I go, you see it? He's going... Where? He's, I go, keep looking. Where? I go, keep looking. He goes, I, I know he's there, but I can't see him. That's what he said. <laughs> I know he's there. He's like, I know he's there, but I can't see him. I go, look harder, Phil. And he's looking harder. He can look. For, by the way, there's no Munson building. There's the, the Munson family. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's no Munson building. There's nothing. Made I made it up. up. It sounds good. Yeah. And I enjoyed watching the realization come over his face. You mean come down from the balcony? Got to the building. We got to the building. There was no Thurman Munson. There's no Thurman Munson. You're fucking with drugged out Phil. That's what you're doing. Basically, Phil, I'm Phil's red pill. Well, when you want to be Adam. Yeah. Here's the truth. The truth. The truth is, you're high. Okay. (laughs) The truth is, stay out of the medicine cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you the truth. The truth is that was the most fun night of my entire life. We did laugh. We laughed a lot. And we created something, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) Yes, we did. We created a lot lot of misconception in Phil's head, which is always fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, whatever I believe is the truth, man. That's That's what I'm going with. That's right. You keep eating those blue pills. (laughs) But yeah, you know what else I loved about Josh? And he said this. He goes, I'm here to fill the space I have. I'm like, oh. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great because it, it's like it, it gives you some kind of. I mean, I've said I've said this before that structure calms my anxiety. So if you know I'm here to fill this space, I'm here to do this. Well, I, I think what he's saying is I'm in the moment. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's how I took it, Alex. That yeah. He's he's just living and being present in that moment and appreciating for what it is and maximizing you know his existence in that moment. Yeah. yeah you can't get pills like that anymore. <laughs> You're so weird, talk Adam. To sh- talk to me after the show. Everybody yeah. can have the pills except Adam. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like Adam though. Adam was like, I don't have that. And I, I was just like that. I didn't have that either. I think, I think we all have to find what our space is, like what mm-hmm. it is first. You have to search yeah. for, it. you know what I mean? And then once you find it, you know what it is, you know, like for me is when I got sober, that was my space, helping other people recover from drugs and alcohol. That's, you know, living in my space. That's where I, you know, that's where I feel the most fulfilled, believe it or not, more than getting laughs at a show or mm-hmm. selling a script or whatever it is. That's what brings me the most fulfillment when I okay. help someone else. Well, as we just told the story of him high on Vicodin and walking <laughs> in the fucking streets. Sorry about that, Adam. Just, that was an off, an off day, off yeah. night. That was him rummaging hey, through our medicine sober, cabinet. Man. <laughs> I think when you find yourself, is that what he was saying? You look at yourself in the mirror and you say, okay, I don't fit in. I, I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. And you accept it. Mm-hmm. And then you have this kind of, which he has, that lust for life. Yeah, it does. So that and that together is genius. Yeah. Because it makes you an authentic person. Mm-hmm. Authentic person who loves life and wants to share it with other people. I mean, how beautiful is that? And you know what else he touched on that actually I experienced um, about when he uh, he got a, he was starting to do comedy and he got a good sense of himself, mm-hmm. of this is where I belong. And then he had the confidence to call the, the, uh, the soccer coach. Oh, right. You mean because yeah. he was the best damn soccer player? Best, yeah, but, he, that, <laughs> but he, he said he walked around with that with the number in his wallet for seven months to get mm-hmm. up, you know, to let that sit because and I, 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 that same thing happened to me. I was doing, I first started working uh, on a show called uh, the, uh, the Job with Leary. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I had to go in and read for this little independent movie. And uh, I walked in and I met the director and the director was like, he, he, he treated me like I was very fragile. Was like, the air conditioner is on. Is that going to bother your performance? I'm like, I've been working on a TV set with emotional gunfire. At the vet dentist? Okay. I just did six episodes going, you're getting two takes and the second one better be better, fucker. You think the hum of that air condition is going to scare me? That's great. I I think that comedy period is Mm. a red pill. Yeah. It's, It's a red pill for people that laugh at what you're saying, yeah. Well, because you're, you're, you're articulating a truth, especially if it's experiential comedy, you know, like because you're, you're articulating a truth that you think only you do. And then it's a shared experience and that's a bigger laugh. I well, I don't think only if you laugh. I think truth is truth. They might not laugh because they might not like it. Mm-hmm. But if it's if they don't truth, like it, they, their little head's going to go. That's not them. No, no. Get out of here. Come on. Well, that, that puppet can't talk. <laughs> that puppet can't talk. <laughs> Goodness. No, it, it plus it's it's. Any kind of performance that you do and when you get those applause and whether it's comedy or, or doing theater or something like that, when you get that immediate reaction from people, mm-hmm. you feel like a god. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember in high school I, I, when I first started doing theater and you're on stage and, and all of a sudden you get like standing ovations and big applause at the end of it. You mm-hmm. like I could do anything. And I used that confidence to go up and ask this girl out who I'd been too shy to talk to the entire year. And so I went up to her after this performance and said, we, we need to go out on a date. And she said, no, but that was fine. Which pill are you on then, Mark? <laughs> I, I should have been, been on the big pill. <laughs> <laughs> See, but there's a, in my opinion, there's a level of confidence that you obtain when you have success and you go into a meeting. Like Adam, when you went to read for that director, you were already on a show. So your confidence level was higher if you went in there wanting the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like when if you sell a screenplay, you know, I, I, these people want to meet with me as opposed to me wanting to meet with them. There's a different level of confidence mm-hmm. when you've done something already, you know? Yeah. 
I, I get it through the little things. What do you got? Like when I wave to someone or smile to someone and they wave and smile back. Who are these fucking people you're waving to? <laughs> <laughs> I need you're, names. And remember when you were a kid, at least hey, I... Hey, look at me. That's my smile. All right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice when you interact and you communicate with someone and they're, you know, it's just a good, good feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember when we were kids, I don't know if you guys played it. I think you did. When... You're on a road trip mm-hmm. and you go honk, you know, you make that honk sound to right. the truck the driver yeah. or whatever, yeah. and they honk back. Right. Was that the best or what? It wasn't until my dad started screaming at me, Stop doing that! <laughs> <laughs> but well, I love that, yeah. My dad was a truck driver, so he, he liked it because he knew that that's made other truck drivers feel kind of cool that you acknowledge them. Good. So I think whether you're connecting with one person or you're connecting with a group of people or mm-hmm. uh, like you, an, an audience, I think it's, that's all that matters is that connection. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, and that's that's what I was trying to uh, to articulate when um, I said I get that second hit of endorphin when mm-hmm. I see the effect of what I've done. The ripple effect. The ripple effect. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it happened now because I guess because I'm because I'm older. I mean, as a younger comic, you just want to go out and get. You know, you want to go out and, and get, and and you go out to you go out to get shit. I'm going out to get laughs. I'm going out to get. You know, comedy is feeding my emotional needs, whether I'm aware of it or not. I got to get this show. I got to get that show. I got to get, get, get. And then now at this point, I'm actually, I get that second hit of endorphin because I've, uh, I'm I'm playing. Affected people. Yeah, but but I I can see it now. You Uh know, I can see it and I can actually feel it. I'm trying more to appreciate rather than manipulate. You know? Oh, that's way better. Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to. Do. It's it sounds smart, but it's fucking hard, and I'm failing miserably. <laughs> it, it's so much easier to manipulate. Yes, At least I know. You're aware of it. Well, yeah, I'm aware of it, and I, and I, but I am getting, you know, it's it's like what I just said. My that's my smile. That still goes right through me. That smile, and that's why I'm not taking the red pill. If truth means I don't get her, fuck you and your pills. <laughs> Tell your story yeah. walking. <laughs> I want to thank my pal Josh Blue for being on the show. His new special is called Broccoli. You can get it on iTunes and Prime Video. And please watch Josh. He's on America's Got Talent. He's a good dude. We wish him well. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. The show is growing. Yes, it is. And it's all because of you. Tell somebody you love about the show. That'll help us out a great deal. And if you get a minute, you know what really does help us out if you leave a review. Because that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. And always remember, life is hard. Take it easy on yourself. Pot is ended. Go in peace. Phil believes he wakes up and he believes he's like a captain of a ship. Does yeah. that make him a captain? Shh, of don't a look. Ship? Do me a favor. Don't, don't get it. Do me a favor. Don't excite him. Okay. Just just <laughs> nod and hum. Captain of the USS Delusion. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.